Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast about becoming a vessel of unconditional love. We're speaking unconditional love. This woman that I have with me today is a shining beacon of love. I am so excited to have Sabrina Lynn here with me today. She's been a mentor of mine. She was actually, for those of you who haven't heard the previous episodes, she was my boss for a short time, but she was actually the first toe dip for me into the realms of the dark goddess. It was at the start of my journey. And I was like, <laughs> everyone's telling me I'm a fucking healer. God, if I'm this fucking healer, then where is the thing? Where's the shit? And then I was led to do a Kali Ma dark goddess workshop. One of the six faces of the feminine workshops that rewilding has. And it just blew my shit wide open and started to be on this trajectory on this path. So I would like to acknowledge you and say thank you because I know that there are so many women and men across the world who you have had the honor and privilege of activating in this way. You're amazing. You're fucking amazing. I have so much reverence for you. I'm so excited for my audience to meet you. We're going to talk a little bit about our story of working together, how magical and divine that was, um, and a little bit about whatever drops in because we're both fucking channels. So it's going to be great. Just to formally introduce Sabrina. Sabrina Lynn is the founder of Rewilding for Women and Rewilding for Men. She's a trailblazer and a heart-centered leader who has led over 60,000 women and men, that's a lot of people, around the world <laughs> through her groundbreaking direct line approach to personal evolution. Sabrina has 14 years of experience studying, practicing, and teaching archetypal psychology, neuroscience, corporate leadership, shamanism, energetic healing, meditation, tantra, it's a lot of things, somatic experiencing, physiology and mind-body connection with a global following of over 250,000. I actually think that's a lie. Your Instagram is now 253, maybe. Yes, thanks to you. She's rapidly becoming a thought leader for bringing spirit and soul into daily, daily life. Not bad for a woman from Wisconsin. I was practicing trying to say that. Your Genesis story is one of the best fucking stories I have ever heard. Um, I would love for you to share that story about you thinking that you had to be a nun and run off to a nunnery because I think that's just amazing. Um, to then being a scientist, to then being in the woods and being initiated by a shaman. So yeah, share with us some of this amazingness because I think it's the best story. It's so good. Yeah. I think it's fun to start with the nun story. That's a that's a good prompt, Beck. I love it. Um, first, I just want to say, like, it's just fucking awesome to be with you in this space and just happy to be jamming and dancing and hope we can bring, I don't know, just so much love and goodness and a little something something to the whole of your audience. So, um, okay. yeah, it's pleasure to have of, you. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, all right, nun. So... <laughs> I was an absolute scientist. I was a chemist. I was a microbiologist. If it wasn't black and white, it did not exist. If I couldn't prove it in a scientific experiment, that realm was a non-thing for me. Um, and things started to happen. So things just kind of, the, the weird kind of started to happen for me. The unexplainable i started to like have a dream and then that dream would come true and different like altered states of consciousness just started happening for me that there were gifts in them it wasn't just oh peace or you know calm the mind or things like that it was there was stuff going on and being the scientist that I am, it was, wow, I need to research this. Like what's happening to me? And so I started diving into the most scientific kinds of meditation, 
practices and literature that I could. Um, it was hilarious how it all kind of was so science-based at the start, and then it just got less and less and less and less <laughs> science-based. Um, but um, during this phase of researching and interesting weird things were happening for me, I was also um, a like high-level athlete, just always into sports, always um, playing something and participating in something. And I was out trail running and it was when I felt the most connected. So I started to have these really intense experiences of deep connection um, and just, just love and oneness and all this at the time crap is how it was for me that everyone was talking about in the spiritual world. Like it's you just, I all is one. And I was such a little skeptic, but it was happening to me. <laughs> and um, in one of these long runs and one of these experiences, I just kind of got hit. Like it just sort of like how some will refer to it as like, you got the call and it happened. And I'm running in the rain and I'm just bawling my eyes out and I can't stop crying. I can't stop running. And I also can't stop freaking out because I know that I'm called to spirit in some way. I'm called to the divine in some way. Like it was like something reached out, grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and was like, and this is what you came here for. And at the time I grew up in Wisconsin, right? Like I grew up on a farm, a dairy farm. Like we, my only concept of the divine at this point was either through my weird science meditation research stuff or Christianity. And so I have this like Catholic background. And so I get the call and I instantly go translate that into, oh my God, I'm going to have to be a nun, which then went into, oh my God, I'm going to have to be celibate. And that was a big freak out, like the nun, whatever, but the celibate nun part. And so I have a conversation with my mom. My mom has a conversation with her pastor. I'm not going to church at the time. So I, I feel like I'm shunned. How the heck am I going to do this? I don't know, but I know this is for me. Like I just, there's nothing else that I can do. I got it. I know it. I'm never going to get into the church. They're never going to let me be a nun. Like I've, I've screwed this whole thing up already. Um, obviously there are other avenues <laughs> um, to answering the call, but at the time that was my tiny little Wisconsin farmer framework. <laughs> I love that. So after that, you moved away from your family and you went through this whole process. I know that you, um, because I was editing your content for a long time, I know <laughs> that you, uh, went into sacred sexuality as your doorway in um, or one of the doorways in to so talk to me about that journey. And I'm curious, you said, you know, I have to be celibate. Were you ever celibate? Cause I did go through a period of celibacy um, when I was uh, really awakening all of that. I was like, fuck, I have been a turbo slut and I need to just rein this shit in. Like literally <laughs> I need to get all this bad juju up out of my body and I just need to be with God. Um, but since then, obviously, like I've explored more Tantra and intimacy and my own sexual connection to myself and all of that stuff. But for you, what was that journey like? Yeah. Which part would you like me to go into first? Like the stripping away when I moved away or do we yeah. just dive into yeah. the sacred sexuality, the stripping away? I think the stripping away feels good because I think a lot of people, like we get this call and we don't realize that there's a... <laughs> there is a process of like, we need to be broken down. Right. And it's, yeah. it's quite yeah. intense for many of us. Cause we've got so much shit like that is blocking us from being that pure channel or that vessel or whatever. That's what this whole podcast is about. Right. Like me just getting my fucking ass handed to me <laughs> in the most amazing ways. So yeah, I think that story is a good one to tell for people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, um, let me feel what's the, I think the most useful way to at least start that part of the conversation is it's like the unbecoming like the stripping back the like it's, it's you for me it was I had to leave America I had to get out of my culture I had to get out of I was in a corporate job I had to get out of the science stuff I had to I mean it was really just like 
getting into a space where no one knew who I was, no one had a projection of who they thought I was. And like the unbecoming for the becoming, right? And little did I know that I would do this a lot on this journey. That was just the first one. And it started with, I moved away from my family and I just moved to the woods and I lived in the woods for two years. And so that was a great stripping away of just me and nature. And that was a time in my life when I was celibate. So when I was at the woods, it was just this tiny little weird cabin in the middle of nowhere. And it was just me. And it was such a great stripping and a unbecoming. And then the next big leap for the next kind of shattering of who I thought I was to become, I don't know, who the next version of me was as a less false self and a more true self. It's kind of how it feels to me. It's like every time one of these iterations happens, it's a, it's like a one of the the next layer of false falls away or the next layer of I don't know, even maybe not false isn't always the best word, but the next layer of like this particular karmic imprint I have now played out and this one gets to fall away. And mm-hmm. so now what arises? And um, and so that's actually one of the biggest, I don't know, things in my on my path is this, it's death for rebirth, anyone yeah. on this, right? This wild evolutionary path, the soul path, it's a constant death of the old self for the birth of the new death of the old self birth of the new and for me a big help just for me is move was moving was moving to different places different um, cultures different communities different because it just stripped away all the conditioning all the absorbed conditioning like the first one was the absorbed conditioning of my family when i moved to the woods then it was the absorbed conditioning of being an american when I moved to Australia and then it was the ne- you know the next and the next and the next and the it's next. It's reminding me of um when I moved to Bali it was it was this exactly like and I've been listening to a lot of Joe Dispenza at the time and he talks about you need to be in a different environment to be able to not have those same I mean this is a science part the neural pathways like lighting up because you're in that environment it's the same behavior same person so when you're somewhere that's so fucking like unfamiliar you're forced to like oh who am I now? Like, how do I want to, you know, live? And you kind of need that space. So I, 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 that's true for me as well. And that constant death and rebirth, I talk about it a lot on here. Um, and I'm getting very good at like not avoiding going there because I know, and I know that you talk about this as well. You're like, give me the shit because I'm going to, you know, alchemize it and I'm ready. And like, I'm not going to avoid it and take me to that fucking place within me. And I'm, you know, and I think that's a really good attitude to have because we can be victimized by it and be like, oh, you know, all the shit's being stripped from me again. And I have to let go. And it's like, every time you're being forced to let go, it's because there's something better or there's something new, or there's something that wants to be freer within you of like, I've been clinging to something. Um, so I just wanted to add that in. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Can I share something weird? I'm just going to share it because it pops yeah. into my head. It might serve someone in your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to play like the flip side of that coin of like the shadow work piece of like, yeah, dive in, like get in there. You know, what is this to see? But I want to call this out just in case this serves anyone is to watch out for getting addicted to that. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah, because I see that one and it's one that's not commonly called out or it's not spoken about, I don't think quite enough yet, because we're still so proud ego of that, like, I want to do the stripping, let me do the ah, the dark goddess, let me get in there and do the shadow work, this is so fucking good, and it's like, actually, now you just got addicted to that thing, and that's the thing you need to do the unbecoming around, like, that's now the next thing to let go of is that. Yeah, I so, completely I just resonate. want to throw No, no, out. I resonate with that because I've seen like literally earlier before I started working with you, that was my journey of like, why am I constantly having to clear and purge and do all these things? Like, can't I just move through it with grace or ease or dance through it or like just accept like, oh, cool, like this thing is leaving. Like what's the next, you know? So it's interesting yeah. even um, working for you and that whole, like it was a big initiation for me and then for it to be so aligned and then suddenly we were both feeling it's not aligned and then I had to leave. That whole process from the start to the finish when I heard the call of like, you need to work for someone else. I was seeing myself showing up in such a less dramatic way of like, I have to now go into all the things and and it was just like, okay, what is this showing me? And like, what's available? And like, how can I just roll with this momentum or roll with what's being shown? Because it's that feedback mirror of 
whatever is late. Like I said, the whatever is leaving is there's a reason is that alignment piece. And actually that's kind of what I, I know we were going to talk about sacred sexuality, but that's no, where I, I want to dive into this back. Cause this yeah, is exactly yeah. what I'm feeling, right? Yeah. Like, I think there's this magic that just opened up and we've got mm. this doorway and this potential to dive yeah. into like co-creating and working together and this magic, because I think that this is something that not a lot of people yeah. are talking about. And I think this is something we can really offer people. So fuck your honor. Yeah, it's, it's the alignment. It's the, right now yeah, is it's, an example of what we're talking about is mm -hmm. right. Like we're both plugged in. We're both like on this and we just dance together. Like, yes, 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 yes. So, all right. I'm it's, gonna... it's to me, it's the truth and it's the alignment. I did a whole podcast episode about this, but it's like following that thread and like where it wants to go. And rather than trying to force it somewhere being like, okay, what is serving everyone? Like, so I want to talk about specifically like working for you, how many things that was impacting like bigger than me and you and bigger than my business and your business. Like it was impacting so many things and so many little details had to kind of come in place. And then once they did and they clicked of like these activations and the sacred, like crazy grid work shit, right. Once that happened, then it was like that mission is complete. Right. And then it was a new trajectory that, you know, that expanded me, that expanded you. And now we need to go on our separate ways, um, honoring that truth. And like, if you hadn't have fucking honored your truth and said to me, Hey, Beck, let's talk because I feel like there's something going on here. And if I hadn't felt, I mean, I'd been feeling it for days before we had that conversation and it's because we're so fucking tapped in and, and living in that way to be like, I actually know it's, it's not my truth to continue either. And I can feel that there's something else, but if you hadn't have said in the way that you did, here's my truth, here's what I feel and honored that then it wouldn't give me permission to honor my truth. Like I have, I said this to you before the call, but like before we started recording the people in my audience, I have, this is proof guys that this works. I've accelerated so fucking rapidly since leaving working with you that it's, it's profound. Like the things that are dropping in and I'm seeing my bigger mission has just opened up and I'm like, fuck, I'm meant to come in and catalyze other businesses in this way. And now I get it. Um, and it's, it's widened up. Right. But that took me honoring my truth, you honoring your truth, no one like holding on to um, trying to make it look like something or, oh, but we both came into this saying, yeah, it's cool that you're going to have to leave at some point or like this feels so aligned. And it did. It was so aligned. Right. But we don't know what what the purpose of something is, how long it's going to be. We can't make that commitment to someone, to another business, to a partner, not knowing that things change and shift. And you've got to be like. I remember one of the pieces of advice you gave me when we had that offboarding call was just when something comes in and it feels good, just fucking go for it. Cause that's the moment. Right. So yes. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how you run your business. I think we both have, we're both tuned in and we're both asking, okay, show me what the thing is and how I can serve right now. Like what's the highest thing for me. Um, talk to me about how you got there. Cause that's not, I mean, that took me fucking four years of the, the hard work, I suppose, the surrendering, the seeing, when it was difficult and I had to slog at it to then be like, actually, there's this easier way, which is just following the alignment. <laughs> it's just yeah, letting yeah. it guide me and being like, where do you want me to serve? And I trust that as long as I'm asking that something will always drop in. So how did you come to that? Um, what are some ways people can come to that? Because I think that's a yeah. very high voltage way of living that. Yeah. Many people maybe aren't operating. I love it. Um, here's a, can I just be a complete, I don't know, asshole for a minute. Absolutely. So <laughs> <Because> welcome. <laughs> I don't think many people will ever get there. Right. I yeah. want everybody to fucking get there. I think this world would be an absolutely amazing place. Like the more people that get there, the more amazing our world is going to be. Right. Because the more people living from that deep soul truth, like deep, true fucking calling of your gifts, what you're here to do, how you're here to serve, what you're here to create that makes our world the most amazing fucking place ever that's a soulful world not just a soulful community or a soulful retreat or whatever like we won't need to go to fucking retreats because it'll be life is just soulful yeah that said <laughs> we have not been taught to value soul truth we've been taught to value safety in the form of money security in the form of stability which inhibits soul calling but you know we overcommit um because we think that that's the right thing or the you know it's like what we've 
what we assign our worth and value to is not soul based. What we assign our worth and value to is, well, I've put in 40 hours a week or I've, you know, all kinds of different things we assign worth and value to. And it's typically not soul. It's mm. typically not that true self soul and it burns. And we're like, receiving feedback from everyone around us as well of their fears projected onto us. Like I remember yeah. when all this went, actually not even just this, but like for years on my journey, my parents' fears of like, we want you to be stable. We want you to be consistent. So when I'm telling them, I need to go to Costa Rica to meet a man in the middle of the pandemic that I've never met in person, they're freaking out for me or like, oh, I got this job and now I'm leaving. And they were so happy because I finally had consistency and, and security. And they were like, we don't have to worry about her. And like, you know, bail her out or whatever the fuck it is. And then, so when that ended, they were like, so sad for me. And I was like, I'm not like, I grieved. Of course I grieved for a day. Cause I was like, fuck, like I was really enjoying that. Like, God damn it spirit. Right. <laughs> I was enjoying it, but it was like, they didn't get that. They didn't get that. I'd be fine because I knew I could feel and know that it was, there was something else. Right. Um, and so it's that projection of other people's stuff on us um that we need to act a certain way or that we need to be secure to make them feel comfortable because it scares yeah. the shit out of people when someone is tuned into their intuition and they're trusting their truth like when my yeah. dad's like why are you doing that and I'm like because I just know it because I know in my heart and soul I have to do this and I can't explain to you why now I'm going to go to Mexico or why you know I had to fly for, well, all this shit that I do that's wild for most people they're like how the fuck do you operate like that I don't um because for me there is no other way to live like there literally is no I can't go back to living in that past way because that past way is me having to figure everything out all the time on my own and work hard and hustle and like if you could think about like the opportunity for instance us coming together the number of fucking things that had to happen and fall into place and me and you to say yes to for me to start working for you is wild how the mm -hmm. fuck am I or are you or is anyone going to create that on our own like how yeah. I don't you know so yeah, I just wanted to add that I feel like it's other people don't who don't understand that way of living or it freaks them out because it's so liberated or free are going to or tend to project stuff onto you. Um, and when that's happening, just like come back to like, for me, it's really helpful to remind myself over the past five years of this journey or even 10 years, how many times I trusted my intuition and it was so fucking bang on. And I had the exact experience, even if that experience wasn't comfortable or joyful or enjoyable yeah. at the time, every single thing served, right? I'm looking back to, I talk a lot about how I was heavily drained and attacked and I was in this um, quantum accelerator with this woman and she just fucked my field up and it was horrible. And I'm literally catching myself at the moment saying thank you every day lately. Cause I'm like, oh my God, this thing that she taught me um, has like, <laughs> in, in the way that she taught it obviously was a bit fucked up and there was a lot of other stuff in the background, but like she opened up my mission to me to all these things that I had you know, she made me empowered because, and sovereign, because I was like, I'm not dealing with it. Like get the fuck out of my energetic space. I, I know how to deal with this stuff now. So I don't see it as I was victimized and that was bad. I see it as like, wow, thank God that I had that experience and I'm so grateful for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one piece that I'd love to add on to this really following outside of just building up that strength and that stamina to withstand the outside world, the outside influences, the outside projections. And it's the, um, we are really fucking tricky, right? And so this is where that like, know thyself piece comes into play. Mm -hmm. This shadow work piece comes into play because we are really fucking tricky. We are really fucking tricky around money. We are really fucking tricky around safety, around security, around inner child, around unconscious. We are so fucking unconscious, right? Like, I mean, this is, I will forever be refining this in myself. I will forever be improving in this in myself of following with less and less and less and less and less and less Sabrina shit getting in the way, right? It's, it's a, and so like, if that's the other piece that I can offer is just like, do your goddamn money work right? Do your sex work, do your sex work, do your power work. <laughs> I love that in my head. Like, I was do, like, I have. <laughs> yeah. Like all of the like grungy, your comparison crap, your just like that's, and that's the other part where it's like, well, very few will ever get to soul because we'll think it's soul, mm. but we're still prostituting for money. 
we'll say it's soul, but we're still compromising because we're scared that we don't feel safe enough. Right. And so that's just kind of the other piece that I, is that real. Something's just dropped in as well, which made me think of, um, oh man, it triggered the fuck out of me in the best way possible. Cause it made me like, look at it. Um, on your invitation to join priestess school, which is one of her longer offerings, guys, it's a priestess initiation. I watched the video because I was feeling like, oh, maybe I should be in that since I'm working with you. I feel like that's the next thing. And in the video, you were talking about priestessing without all of your shit getting in the way, like your own karma, your own stuff. And I was like, this, I feel like is the level where a lot of my audience is at. A lot of them are, you know, just starting, but I feel like there's a lot of you on here listening to this who are powerful priestesses, you're powerful healers already. But when for instance like so say i'm helping someone clear some past life stuff around sexual abuse for me a year ago before i dealt with a lot of karmic stuff every time i would go into that territory with someone i would have my own stuff coming up around that and it was like (gasps) i'm now crying and feeling this and moving this because it's it's touching on me and i mean that's the way that i used to heal i used to heal my own stuff and then someone else would be in that space with me and we'd be working on it together right Um, but I think that next level of service and, um, sharing with your gifts, like you say in this video is like, um, getting your, your stuff out of the way. So that flavor of like what you said, which I love was like that flavor of the dark goddess isn't tainted with your shit or that flavor of medicine woman isn't tainted with your shit. Like it doesn't have Beck or Sabrina, um, interfacing. It's like Kali is coming through me and it's just fucking Kali and she's just there and there's no opinion. There's no personal stuff. It's, um, it reminds me of, I use this as a quote in one of the social posts that I had for you guys. There's this book called The Tantric Quest. And he, it's about a man who goes into the woods to meet this tantrica. And he said, who are you? And she goes, sometimes I'm Kali the Destroyer. Sometimes I'm Dewey. Sometimes I'm this. Sometimes I'm that. Because she's let go of everything. And that's, I feel like, what we're here to do as priestesses is to be this access point to the divine in all of their flavors, even the masculine flavors, all these different um, archetypes and forms to work through us. But if we're not a clear channel, then that's going to come through with Beck's past life trauma around when she was hung and murdered and like fucking sexually assaulted or whatever it is. Or, you know, there's Carly that's angry because her mom kept her in a room and yelled at her or whatever, you know. So I would love for you to speak into how we can start to do that and how that process unfolded for you of like, okay, I'm working with these archetypes. And I love also the archetypes that you have um, to work with. So maybe you can explain some of them, but how to bring through that flavor in the clearest way possible Um. hi beautiful soul allow me to interrupt this broadcast for just a minute if you are a soulpreneur on a sacred mission or just someone looking to connect their soul purpose their gifts and their multi-dimensional self i have something i am so excited to share with you the soul mission accelerator is possibly my most groundbreaking and expansive work yet It contains 12 low-cost, high-potency, sacred activations that will have you shifting through old limitations, patterns, karmic loops, and blockages at quantum speed. These activations will support you with everything you require energetically to anchor in the reality you desire to create, to call in more clients, abundance, soul tribe, opportunities, self-confidence, and to anchor a soul purpose that is fulfilling and effortlessly abundant. You can grab $44 off the total bundle today by using the code CRACKEDOPEN in capital letters in the checkout or grab each individual activation for just $44 today. You can receive these as many times as you like and they are multidimensional, so they are an epic tool to have in your toolbox. So check the dates down below with all of the information on how to grab them today and let's get back to this episode. Um, That might be a very ambitious question, I'm just realizing But whatever around that feels like is where it might want to go. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I use the, um, the imagery of a hollow bone so often when talking about this, it's like, we become more and more and more of a hollow bone. Right. And that's, that's like the aim. If your aim is to be a channel or to be a priestess or somehow to channel love or to channel grace or um, to work to me it's like to work with sacred energies in any way whatever that form is but if we're going to work with sacred energies and you know we're really called like we get the call in whatever way we get the call to be a conduit in some way um, well how can I be the best conduit possible and um, dude like 
you can't even answer that question. Yeah, I know. I said it like, and I was like, oh, I don't yeah, know. It's, <laughs> it's like, to me, it's like, it's like the imagery of like the crushing of the grapes to make fine wine. You just have to be crushed. And, and you just, you just, you just have to, you have to be crushed. It's like grist for the mill. I mean, to become that like pearl, right? Like you're just rubbed and rubbed and rubbed and rubbed and rubbed. And that's, and the world will set you up. Like if you truly got a call, you will be delivered, like the right life circumstances will show up. The right sacred fire, fire burning, you know, stripping shadow work experiences, programs, trainings, the right teachers will show up, the right, all of those things. It's, it's, you know, to me, it's such a destined path. And it's so, I mean, the greatest thing that we can do is just listen. I mean, that's really it because the whole thing will be laid out. The whole thing will be set up. But where I see people go wrong is they don't listen. It's like we get the hit, but we don't take it. We override it. We haven't learned how to trust our intuition. We haven't even learned how to hear it. And it then goes back to just know thyself. You know, like that's the whole th- the whole path. We could just boil it right down to know thyself. Mm-hmm. Like learn what the deep truth sounds like, feels like. Learn, create that deep trust in you. Hear the truth and you follow it. You hear the truth and you follow it. You hear the truth and you follow it. There is no leg time. There is no questioning. There is no going around it. There is no, you, you just, you hear it, you go. You hear it, you go. You hear it, you go. And you get better at it. It's like practice makes perfect and because the whole thing is going to be set up for you and you will get to the greatest degree of priestessing or channeling or whatever we're calling it uh, that you can, but it's, it's follow your breadcrumb trail, you know, one little breadcrumb at a time. Let's uh, feel to talk about, we'll move into um, dragon energy or what it represents, right? And it's this wielding that sword of truth with alignment and that it's almost like that the part that feels really like resonant for now in this conversation is the, as you're aligning yourself with that highest truth, the shit just gets transmuted naturally. And this is what the process I'm seeing this year for me. It's like, just by asking, Hey, align me with my highest destiny, my highest truth, my highest service of the good of everyone. This stuff is naturally coming up. I'm not having to dig and search and look at my fucking astrology chart and what, what is going on. And I'm noticing the more I do this, the more I'm actually channel like channeling and tuned into this is what the collective is going through oh my god I've suddenly been called to talk about money for the past week and a half and I'm noticing that when I'm talking about money and I'm talking about this massive timeline shift and dealing with my own money everyone's like oh my god like I received the message to like deal with money right so it's that moving with that wave of like what's going on but also allowing that process of that energy itself working through you to clear you so what does you know that energy mean to you because i know we talk about it well you've spoken about it as a dragon um energy but like what actually is that i think it's just a i mean like what like let's condense this whole big, body of i know big, these big That's questions so like, we said we were gonna go for it so here we go no i love it it's beautiful let's condense this fucking thing down to 30 seconds no whatever feels good to talk about around that yeah. is like the next yeah yeah um, um, just a, a tiny little, uh, like starting point is the way that I work with, or the dragon energy that I work with, or what I refer to as dragon energy. It's like, a, um, it's a sacred energy. Um, it's like a form of, it, it, some of us are so familiar with Kundalini. That's probably the sacred energy that the world's most familiar with. And so if we were to look at Kundalini and go, okay, cool. This is a sacred energy dragon energy is of that kind of similar vein so it's a sacred energy it's an awakening energy Um, it's a very embodied energy similar to kundalini where kundalini is a sacred energy that's very embodied Um, to me when working in dragon energy a little bit of like nuances or what makes dragon energy so uh, special or different is um it's demand for you to come into your fullest expression of self in this lifetime to make it manifest. This is your unique genius. This is your greatest potential. And I'm going to hold you to that. That's the kind of sacred energy that dragon energy is. 
So that's my 30 second summary. <laughs> yeah, great. Amazing. Um, so if we're asking kind of like, is this something, I mean, I kind of have my own framework or answer around this, but for the people who've never heard about this, is this something that we're saying, Hey, I'd like to work with dragon energy, or is it something as simple as saying, I would like to tap into my highest timeline and potential. And then we're just by default working into that. Or is it something that we have to like tactically call on and work with? Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. Like if you really genuine dragon energy is a, is a way to support or another doorway. They're all just doorways. We're all going to the same gosh darn place, right? Like who cares what your access point is, whether it's lean into dragon energy or lean into Kundalini in the form of the union already having happened and work with the third energy, which is also related to dragon or, I mean, there's like a billion different ways to access the same thing. And to me, like, yeah, highest potential. If we're to me, the gift of dragon for a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people is that it holds you to the fire. Because when we say highest potential, most people just crap out, like can't quite access it. And it's like, if we work through, this is archetypal energy. If we work through an archetypal energy, which we could consider dragon energy to be an archetypal energy. If we work through the archetypal energy, it becomes more accessible in a way. It's, it's just another doorway. And for many people, it's an easier access point because if I say highest potential, what the fuck is that? Like, how do I even get there? Like, shh, I don't, what is that? Hi, yeah, yeah, let me hold a prayer for my highest potential, but am I actually doing it? I don't know. Chances are most people aren't, right? Chances are, because it's hard for us to hold ourselves to our highest potential because we're so foibled and we, you know, we got all kinds of stuff going on. We got all kinds of layers going on. But if we can access an energy that's within us, but also outside of us, and we find our right access points to hold ourselves there, right? It's like it becomes impersonal. And that's what we really need to get to is finding ways to make it impersonal so that we don't get in the way. Yeah. The other thing that was coming through to ask you about or to speak on is um, I've seen, you know, dragon energies about feminine and masculine already working as one. And I've seen the shifting. And we talked about this a lot as a strategy for rewilding or maybe more Sabrina Lynn because they're different kind of energies, but yeah. it's, it's more about that inner union, right? And that feminine and masculine, I think a lot of people, maybe a lot of people listening to this and me in the past would go on this journey of feminine reclamation and they'd get so in the feminine. And then they have this fucking inability to get anything done. And this was literally me before I started working with you. So that was your gift to me really was like, holy shit, I have so much life force and energy. And, and I actually have like seven hours of work in me every day. And I, I'm like still playing guitar and making music and I'm still going to the gym and doing ice pods. And I just have so like, I'm literally waking up at six being like, give me the stuff to do. Like I, I, I want to channel this into something. Right. Um, but for years prior to that, like my Kundalini knocked me off balance. I couldn't even fucking stand up half the time. I was emotionally chaotic and like all over the fucking place. I was so tuned into everything that I was like lost myself. I lost my direction. Um, so talk to me about like why it's important for those who've been doing this. And they feel like, I also want to say that I feel like there'll be some people who don't call to this. They don't call to um, you know, balancing both of those energies completely within, and maybe they're here to just really be in feminine energy or really be in masculine. But for those like me, like I was a couple months ago, and I feel like a lot of my audience are like me because they're attracted to me, who are just so fucking knocked off balance by their feminine. Um, how do they begin to cultivate more masculine or yeah, bring that masculine presence back into their life? Because it's like, we strip that away. We were maybe in a too masculine energy and so we were like, fuck masculine energy. That was harmful for me to be in. I really like being in my feminine. But then when we start to bring that masculine back in, our feminine resists it. She pushes it, she fucking blows up your computer on a conversation after you say, I love the fucking mask. It like literally happened to me, right? So what was that journey like for you? Because you have such this beautiful example of both of those energies. I admire how much energy you have, how much drive, how much like you're getting so much shit done, but you're also this like super tapped in, um, channel and I love how you ran your business in the, that way it was such an example for me um, to receive from you in that way so anything around that feels really good to talk about yeah I love it um, I like first I, I would love to say that this is also something that's so perfectly designed for each of us uniquely is mm -hmm. you know when we're called to the masculine when we're called to the feminine how that 
kind of pendulum swings because a lot of times it's a pendulum swinging like we're so in our maybe toxic masculine and then we come out and then we're in our toxic feminine and then we come out and then we end up in the you know a more evolved masculine and then oh wow that goes back over to a more evolved feminine and then then that bounces over to like whoa now i'm in like high level sacred masculine and then that swings back over the pendulum to high level sacred feminine and so like just really honoring how it unfolds for everyone and just being different and to again just really following what we're called to what pings learn that learn how to follow our bliss and our intuition but for me i was first called to the sacred masculine mm. i for years i studied i studied so many different traditions and it was full-on sacred masculine and i got it i loved it i understood it i taught it i it was so stunning to me but I knew that there was something missing. I, and then the sacred feminine came in through, it was actually Andrew Harvey who was talking on the sacred union. So I never didn't have it. Like for me, it was, it was from the sacred masculine into union. And then right. when I stepped into union, that's when the pendulum really swung to the feminine because I needed to do a lot of opening up to the sacred feminine. And that was just also a big part of my life, like my calling, my work in the world was to go so deeply into that, to be able to share that beyond just myself out into the world, the different levels of feminine energy, the different flavors of feminine energy, the vastness, the gifts, the different shaktis, the all of that stuff. Um, and then it's like, well, when that much feminine then opens up, <laughs> well, now the level of masculine that was there, now that needs to increase yeah. because there is a lot more life force running through, right? And it's like, okay, my capacity to guide, to lead, to direct, to uh, hold really yeah all of those things right has to increase or I am a tornado of energy which yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah um and so many of us can relate to that you know and it's just it's like it's like a spiral too because I feel like for many people this isn't everyone but for many people it's like whoosh big feminine energy opens up and it's like holy moses i gotta i need more consciousness to be able to hold this i need more direction to be able to hold this much and so then we lean way over there and then it's like we develop more consciousness and more capacity to lead but we need more juice it's like i've got so many i want to direct more i want to lead more i have consciousness i want to penetrate into more i have this mission i have this plan how many people do you hear say that i've got these big dreams but they don't have the juice Okay, well then that's being called back over to the feminine to cultivate the capacity to channel more life force and more juice. And so to me, it's kind of like just it's like a dance, like a yeah. little of this and then time to go back over here and then time to go over here. And, you know, sometimes it comes in both together, but a lot of times it's, yeah. Yeah, they I kind of, that. yeah, they kind of inspire each other, like more feminine inspires more masculine and then you know, masculine, that's like a teeter totter. And then like the masculine gets to be more and it inspires more, more feminine. And if we can be conscious about it, we can be incredibly powerful with it. Mm. If we can really learn that in ourselves and really take a good, you know, snapshot of our lives in the moment, this is maybe a great practice for your audience this is just take a snapshot of, am I lacking purpose, mission, like doing, or am I lacking life force juice aliveness, right? Like, and just feeling and being so honest and going like, wow, okay, I need more juice. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna do sacred dance. I'm gonna get into feminine spaces. I'm gonna maybe do some archetypal work or some goddess work with feminine to just activate more of that Amazing. and vice versa. And that was the first episode I think I actually worked with you on and it was so fucking perfect. I was like, how? Could this be any more aligned with what the fuck I'm going through right now? I message received. Need to bring more masculine. <laughs> I hear you. Um, they're telling me to go into grid work 
just as a last kind of touch point, um, because I feel like every time I mention grid work in my audience, I've kept it kind of quiet that I'm a grid worker because I'm still, I don't know, figuring out what that means. No, I'm not figuring, I actually know what that means, but I feel like it's just something that I do that's very personal and it's a personal mission that it's not something that I need to, you know, it's like I get called to, you know, it's just something I do, right? And I never realized that talking about it, um, a lot of people are like, fuck, like I'm having these huge like realizations. So I need to talk about it more because people don't realize that they're doing it. So for you, what is grid work and what are some of the things that you're doing in your, I know that you see re rewilding is a massive grid work, um, which is being held in all these different places. But aside from that, yeah, talk to me about your understanding of grid work. It just feels like a nice kind of place to leave this and end this. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's interesting that you say it's such an intimate, uh, yeah, personal, not personal, but it just feels like close to the vest. And I can feel that too for myself as well. So I love that we're going into it. And if I'm like fumbling around, that's why it's because it is still close to the vest. I'm happy to talk about whatever I can to bring words to it. But a lot of it's unknown to me still. And that's mm. maybe part of what makes it hard to talk about is it's so in the unseen. It's so beyond the mind and beyond, beyond what I can fathom. Um, but what I can feel in myself is there is more and more and more of a call to hold that intention very, very deeply for every circle, every space, every podcast, every everything that we're putting out is to hold this, you know, may this like may this go wherever it's meant to go may, like as far as wide as deep and beyond humanity even you know beyond just earth grid like may may this just go and may it be however little it's meant to go and it's not from i think part of the reason it's hard to talk about is because it's it's it requires such humility mm -hmm. it requires such humbleness and humility to even tap into that or to serve that, maybe not tap into it, but to serve it, to hold that intention. It's, and, and you know, even talking about it, you know, you have to like, there's just this part of me that's like tread on, you're, you're tread lightly, Sabrina, you're on sacred ground here. You're on very sacred ground here, tread very lightly. Um, and and I've, I wanna honor it, you know, like really honor it, those who have that, call to it's like working beyond yourself and you it's like the energetics in me are dedicated to holding something so much more than just a circle of 20 people who came to an in-person dragon retreat with me a few months ago right it's like and and you you know you're holding way beyond that circle that space and sometimes it ripples out in the physical so sometimes it will be you can literally see it influencing other circles in rewilding like that's something i'm really seeing that's very tangible is where our priestess training is gifting our membership circle our you know our the, the which gifts the podcast which get you can just see these like overlapping it's stunning but that's like 0.0001% of it is what we can actually see and it's yeah. Yeah, I think that's I what makes it so challenging for me as well. Um, that you don't get any validation for it. <laughs> and I fucking love my validation. We all love our little validation, right? I remember when I was being first called to these grid work missions, I resisted the fact that I was being told, you know, by spirit, this is what you're doing. You're being, you're clearing a whole fucking line. You're going to Costa Rica to clear this whole line. You're clearing this. You're in a Perth to this women's festival, which is connected to all these grid points to clear this trauma. And I was like, I don't like little me, like I'm not, you know, because it is, it's so like, you know, and then because you can't see the direct, I know the effect that this has had because someone's in my inbox writing me, right. <laughs> or like whatever, you don't know it. Um, Something is interesting has started to really drop in for me. I've always seen the internet as grid work, right. Um, As another way of pushing out our message. Right. And um, it was actually Alejandra, a girl who works within rewilding, who I've become soul sisters with a she messaged me because I felt that that's what I was helping to contribute within rewilding. Right. And, um, and she messaged me and she's like, I see that there's sacred geometry that you're putting into the post or whatever that is. And even that little acknowledgement, because I knew that at the end, I was like, I did the mission that I needed to do. And now it's time for me to move elsewhere. That little acknowledgement for me was so like, 
validating because it was like, oh my God. So someone else understands like, cause sometimes I don't want to come into a business and be like, I'm a grid worker and that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting this out through the internet. The other thing that came through as you were talking was, I want to share this. It's like really wild. And I'm still in the process of channeling and understanding what it means. I talked on grid work around here in a grid work episode. And I talked about how the pyramids were used to amplify this, um, the frequency across the grid, right? I was shown how the internet is the technology now, like the pyramids were, oh my God, my whole body, holy fuck, this is an activation for someone. <laughs> the it, Wow, yeah, the internet is the same kind of technology in a, in a similar way to get that frequency across because it's like your posts, everything that you're posting, everything that you're doing, everything that you're putting out there is rippling out far beyond the people that are seeing your posts. Like it's like in that network of that person's connected to that person. Like that's how I literally see it. It's this crazy web. So this is for anyone that's like resisting their content creation. They're <laughs> resisting showing up online. It's like, guys, this is like, it's so much bigger than just you getting some likes and some follows. You are literally coding the fucking internet with your frequency and thank you. And I see you. And that's what my next mission is, right. Is teaching this to other people. And that's part of what opened up with rewilding. Um, Cause now I'm being shown to like go and like spread this, you know, help people to do this. Um, but for me, it was like, that feels really big. And I'm going to sound like a crazy person. Cause how do I even explain grid work? Like, I don't know how to explain that. Like that's fucking wild. Um, and I don't even know if I'm really doing this when I'm going there and I'm like, you know, connecting to Syrians and I'm fucking moving my arms in this way. And then I'm putting a crystal in that, you know, like I, am I just playing Harry Potter, like fun magic school? Like, what am I doing? Right. Um, but yeah, it's something that it's just like, I need to trust. I need to know that this is what I'm here for. I feel like someone's receiving something around this. So if, if this is you and you're doing this, I already said this in the last episode, but even in how you're creating content guys, like know that this is a legit thing. It's a legit thing that you're called to for a reason. So yeah, I just want to share that as a like, something that is like all the downloads come in. I was listening to this Matthias DiStefano um, and what's his name? His heart. I really like him. Um, fucking Aubrey Marcus uh, podcast that they did together. And he was talking about um, the technology shifting from Atlantis, what they had and what they, and it, it all was dropping in. And I was like on this walk and I was like having full body fucking orgasms being like, <gasps> the grid work is the internet now. And like, oh my God. And then I got home and I was just like, what does that even mean? But it's it's starting to land and drop. Um, so just a little like fun thing that's coming through for me. On a complete different trajectory timeline, is there any final words of advice or wisdom or anything that you can impart out, um, particularly those of us on here? Because I think a lot of people listening to this are called to do this work and receive from, so like be serving um, as a job, as a career, as a, yeah. you know, you fucking nailed it. You're killing it you're doing so well um if, if there are any words of wisdom for people starting out or like maybe yeah. they're still in the phase where it's like not working out or anything like that if you have any wisdom for them um oh man one thing is uh this is a weird one and i don't know why this is the one that's coming into my mind but sure it's um sometimes we think that it should, that flow should look really easy. And I think that's somewhere that, that's someplace that people get tripped up a lot is that I have worked extraordinarily hard to do this. I have hit challenges and roadblocks and it has been hard and I put in a lot of time. Do I also feel like it's an absolute perfect fucking flow? Yeah, as best I can follow as a human, um, but I think that's where it's like, well, if it's true, it should be easy. Who said that? Yeah. Where did we start to believe that? Well, if it's my path, it should just, the seas should just part. And I should, it, there's no, it's just completely effortless and everything is perfect all of the time. What? Mm. So that's one thing that I just want to kind of blow up is it's not, we're human. It's life. It's still life. It's life. Yeah, um, I completely, completely, completely relate to that. Especially when I was running my business from a hyper feminine place, I would literally do like one hour of work a week and be like, spirit will just bring me all the opportunities and all the things. And I'm not actually going to literally, it was me guys. And I'm saying to you, that's great. 
and maybe you have resistance to working, but now I'm like working fucking crazy hours and I'm loving it. I'm thriving. And I'm like, how much more can I put? And it's, I'm not, I'm not glorifying hustle culture because I think it's really harmful and damaging, but there's that flow of like, you actually need to do some shit sometimes and show up and take the opportunities and take the download and like apply for the thing that comes through or like reach out to someone or like, you know, invest in yourself, put some fucking skin in that you need to do the things. Like it's not just going to fall into your lap. Um, particularly like for me, as I build my audience, I'm realizing like, oh my God, like it's why when I was working with you as well, I was like, I actually want to up level how I'm showing up online. I want to figure out the fucking platforms. I want to figure out what the nuances are to the platforms, what all their stupid rules that I hated and was so resistant because I'm fucking rebellious Aquarius. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking listening to your rules Instagram. I had a friend literally reach out to me last night out of the blue. And she was like, she's a huge influencer. She was like, I don't know. I was in the shower spirit. I hadn't spoken to her in two years, by the way. Spirit just dropped your name in and was like, call back, arrange an hour with her next week and just take her through the whole Instagram algorithm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, she's like, I just want to do that for you just cause. And I'm like, I understand now that it takes learning. It takes dedication. It takes commitment. It takes fucking scheduling, setting yourself a timer sometimes and being like, I'm going to work from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. and do the things, right? But that took me a long time to learn, a long time of, and it, the truth is like, for me, it was really miraculous at times. It was literally like sometimes I'd put an offer out and five people would sign up and I wouldn't have to do anything else because I think I needed to be in that. So Spirit was like, here's the encouragement. But if I want to build to this empire, to this vision that's so big that I'm like moving towards my highest vision, I'm realizing I actually need to get in the energy of that CEO, that big dick energy, like, which you, you really like, you got some good big dick energy, right? You are an inspiration. Your big dick energy is amazing. I feel like that's why I was meant to work with you to like upload your big dick codes um, because it is like literally I'm like, oh, I want to do this and it's joyful. And it's like, I'm working my fucking ass off at the moment and I love it. Right. Yeah. So I think that's so beautiful and so important. I'm so glad that you said that because this is so true to me right now as well. Um, amazing. So Sabrina, if people, I think a lot of my audience will already be following you because I was plugging the shit out of Rewilding the whole time I was there. But if people want to follow you um, other than Rewilding, it's at Sabrina Lynn on Instagram. Is there anything that you would like to offer? Um, any workshops or offerings? I don't that feel know. Good? There's free stuff everywhere. Um, there's podcasts everywhere. There's there's an awesome Facebook group, which has cool threads like wisdom threads that's something that we're so deeply dedicated to is weaving wisdom and just other people's wisdom um and so that's something that we're kind of focusing on is this like grid working and like plugging things in like this person had this experience with like our latest one was um what was it on sacred tribes converging Right. And it's like, what's your experience around sacred tribes converging? What are you seeing in meditations? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? And you just get to like see, and this wisdom piece weaves with this wisdom piece, which touches someone in this way. And it opens up a meditation for someone over here and it opens this. And so that's pretty cool. Um, that's just, I think it's Sabrina Lynn Facebook group. I don't even know. I don't know. I think just it's rewilding. It's rewilding with Sabrina Lynn. Is yeah. Just Google sure. search that and just find some cool stuff. There's a ton of free stuff. And that's where I would start is just dive in <laughs> i would recommend highly recommend any of the workshops i mean like like i said the dark goddess was the one that activated the fuck out of me from the start so thank you thank you for everything that you are thank you for weaving with me thank you for coming on here um i have so much love and gratitude for you and i'm so excited to continue to share how you've like up leveled the fuck out of my life and all the amazing things that i'm going to go now and do um from working with you so it's been an honor yeah woman i just fucking love you man yeah. i just love you like deep love and a absolute testament to you to you know i just want to say this if it's all right just to take a minute and say this but like a testament to you to go and weave how we were able to weave together like the truth the trust the like let me feel deeper like fuck there's this is some emotional shit but fuck this is the truth and holy shit now look what's unfolding and mm. like i just want to really honor you holding yourself to the fire and that that thing of truth and co-creating and being so fucking vulnerable and honest and raw and it was it is still, I mean, we're still dancing together here now. And it's just, it's an honor and a pleasure to dance with you. I think I didn't touch on that. And I really wanted just as a final thing, like that was what I fucking like literally from the first interview with you, 
I, this is why I just have so much respect and reverence. Um, and I think this is the piece that we want to leave everyone with. This is how you can operate where you're both like, I, even on that interview, I was like, oh, I don't really know if I want full-time work. And then it was like, do you really, what's the truth? Like, what's the action? And we were navigating through in our conversation. What's the actual truth here? What's it, you know, what's you honoring? How can we express this and be willing to see all the things, right? So I love that you can hold your business in that way where you're having a team meeting call or a potential, um, you know, someone working in your thing call. I don't know, that was really badly languaged, but interview, right? And you're still looking for where's the alignment? What does this feel like? Like, does this feel good? Does this feel true? Like, yeah. So it was an honor for me to actually have that experience because I haven't worked with too many people where it's been like, let's get on a call and like, let's just fucking, what's real for you? What's alive for you? Where are you at? What's going on? And you were asking me because I was going through fucking huge initiations the whole time in the energetic space while trying to show up and be a content creator. You're like, what's going on for you, Beth? Like what's actually coming up? And I appreciate that. So that's a way that you can do business guys in the future. You can be a witch and do business as a witch. It's like, it's mind blowing just how much more incredible it can be when you're operating your business from that place. Love yeah. that you wove that piece in. Like yeah. we can live from that place in all areas, like yeah. including in our teams, in our businesses, in the ways that we make money in the world. Like we can live from that place of deep truth, sacred service, not compromising stuff in everything. Yeah. So love that Boom. ending. Bum drop, guys. Yeah, take that and integrate that shit. <laughs> all right. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Give us a shout out. Give us a comment on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a friend who needs to hear it. Check Sabrina out. And until next time, beautiful souls, I love you all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to BethMyLonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.